Book Stats, powered by the Mayo Media Net here on YouTube, presented by Jock Market, the daily app where we make money. And we were at it again yesterday when I actually remember to get up into Jock Market and play book. Oh, top player on the board in the early slate. And Jace Peterson later on, who we told you about yesterday. Remember, you don't have to be the best in the game to make money there. He was good for a 250% increase. Jace Peterson, thank you very much. Download the Jock Market app for free. Use the promo code MMN, Mayo Media Net. They're going to match the first 100 bucks for free. And if it's free, it's for me. But beyond that, I think you're seeing the $100 is more than enough to really play, and that, which is really kind of cool. A lot of times these promos are trash. They're not even really a full kind of, you know, go at it, a real sample. And here you're going to get a real sample. We're going to run you through the names. Average guys costing you $5 or less. Peterson was way below that. And, man, you crank up percentage returns, and just like me, I took the $20 free promo. We're well up over 3 k so that's how you do it. Me, you, and the Quark Stats crew. Everybody, please rate, review, and subscribe to the audio-only pod. Please plus, plus, plus the like button, or you can press the like button. Whichever one of those made sense to you, that's a little cartoon thumb down below the big shouting dude on your screen right now. And subscribe to the channel, bringing it hot and heavy, and then you can follow me up on Twitter at MLB, moving AVG, coming all day, every day, any time of day, any day of the week, man. Starting pitcher ranks and implied team totals, run the algo, scores five times, and do breakdowns, dropping picks on VEASAN, Mayo Media Net, really where you want to be as far as baseball goes. We are just hitting it hot and heavy, 115 off the crack of the bat. And in case you haven't noticed, we're in the beginning of June, and I'm keeping up the same pace that we started with in April, and you can expect that ish to continue way into the fall, because that's how we do it let's get into the three pillars of profit of course that's daily dfs and jock market slash total base props which have all done really well we've done very well at this i even played a little dfs yesterday i had some time i played the winner take all but i mentioned i came in third right so there's like a maybe a con to playing winner take all but i would still contend that i like to risk less and not have to worry about placing and getting these kind of minimal returns when the fact that matter is in a larger field in a winner-take-all, especially you're just looking for the, the payouts. I'd rather lower my risk and climb up playing jock market and base plays like we're doing today. So let's get up into it. The IPO at jock market is at 640 for a 640 start. We are a bit limited as far as schedule goes, right? Because there's some games a bit earlier on. I like to focus on the nighttime stuff so people can kind of listen to the show on the way home, digest it. If you have any other questions or want to get some action early on in the day, yo, I'm all about that. Again, get up in the comments. Hit us up on Twitter. Really don't fret. Like, tag me. I'm going to do my best to get to everybody. I just, I've been a bit over my skis working at The Athletic, doing spots daily for VSIN. You know, listen, people are picking up what we're putting down. They're gravitating to the nuance and the context here at Mayo Media Net because that's really what it takes in baseball. You just can't fake this kind of funk. It doesn't just take being smart. It takes a ton of intelligence, a ton of hard work, and then knowing how to apply that stuff. So, let's get you into these stacks right now. Uh, it's my boy, Joanne. Adon, who I was pumping really in the offseason looking for. I thought he had a really good shot to crack into the rotation and get a lot of impactful innings this year in draft and holds and deeper formats. Well, I kind of got it. Maybe I got it too right. I, I wanted him to hopefully dominate in AAA first. He has really struggled with watching the growing pains as we go. I do think he'll be good, but 608 ERA, 167 whip, 811 OPS on the season. Way too much contact, 90%. 
in zone contact rate, but paired with an 11% barrel 396 expected Woba on the year. He's given up at least four earned runs in five of 10. So we're going to be looking at the Reds. How about Nixonzel, Farmer, and Almora? I, you know, I love that. And we're going to get to do a quick lesson here, not just about daily DFS opposed to Jack Market, but really just in general, playing in markets, risk ventures, right? at all and one of the reasons why there's a greater than sign next to jock market opposed to DraftKings and FanDuel it's not to knock those companies again I'm playing winner take all I do think they can be part of a sustainable portfolio provided again it's, the risk is really toned down because the expectations are really off remember it is a 10 team parlay and if I were trying to make my bones as a handicapper doing 10 team parlays I mean really I'd, I'd probably be more of a joke than anything so again remember sustainability and how these things work into it where we're getting at are players like these reds so a guy like Almora, Senzel, Farmer people are listening to the show the sharpest in the game they start to get on these players in DraftKings they're cheap and the price doesn't move so it kind of spoils whatever leverage we thought we had in jock market if a player is cheap the leverage is inherent because there's no demand because demand pushes up the price so if the price goes up on a player that we like but is cheap we can get our value from fading and vice versa like if the player that we like is cheap. You really hammer it because there are no free square. I love it. It's, it's funny. Like we've been pitched this idea of the free square in DFS as if it's a good thing. It's not a good thing. It's part of a unique game that is fun, but it's not a good thing. What's a good thing? Identifying players that are cheap that have the ability to pay off a progressive for us like that's really i mean it's really it's simply intuitive i'm just reinventing a wheel right there buy things low that can go way high okay everybody johnny is a trading guru extraordinaire but that really is the fact so give me senzel farmer and amora providing they stay cheap right so that's really why jock market is so sharp and really why you have to keep your head on a swivel because you have to have an idea of what you want to pay and i've tried to do this on patreon whenever i get time the players that we highlight i star rank for dfs with pricing and expectations and it's really helping us kind of narrow the field and really get paid again you saw it i mean we're picking five six players in a 120 player field and coming up with the top player all the time I mean, it's not it's not normal to do that especially right if you're not on 25 that was my problem i was overextending my portfolio and it was just flattening me out which in one way is good but the reason we run the model is to look for these spikes so all right let's get up into the second stack we're looking for the baltimore righties against the gun show chris flexen he has really struggled this year with the ball and grip, I believe. He complained about it at, at one point. I heard during a broadcast they were saying he was pretty vocal about it. But, I mean, this guy's like a, like a lead baller. He should be throwing the shot put out there and getting ground balls like crazy, something we've tracked in the past where we were getting paid on this guy. He was one of our F5 heroes last year. This year, a 43% fly ball, 11% barrel, one and a half home runs per nine in particular, getting smashed by righty. So, remember, sometimes these split tools don't identify necessarily cross splits because if it's a ball problem it really could have to do with the movement profile of that pitch right so the idea being a pitcher is trying to attack a certain zone against a certain handed hitter but the pitcher is not acting in the way he expects it to and I think we're seeing that with Flexit in particular I mean this is ridiculous he is just getting smashed as if the 600 plus x-log against the fastball to righties wasn't bad enough 840 minimum x-log on the curve and the change one of them I forget is over 900 so if the fastball is not working we know it's not a high velo pitch 
he's going to have to come with the off-speed, which he's been missing with, and he's been punished severely. And if we could top it off, I mean, the the um, righties on Baltimore have just been hot as hell right now, and they just won't get any love. I know there's some fantasy players out there like, yeah, obviously, Trey Mancini's really good, and Austin Hayes really good. It's The public is not necessarily onto that. They really, really, really do draw and adhere to narratives based on kind of these generic kind of team biases, right? Yeah, the Orioles are not great as far as wins, but the pitching in the bullpen in particular is not great. The hitting can be really good at points, and that's when we want to jump on it. We often talk about the sine wave, wanting to get on it at the right point. Right now, those Baltimore righties are doing the thing. Seattle has been kind of scuffling at that. So, well, I like Mancini and Hayes. And then today, my last stack is actually going to be our first anti-stack, we're going to pull the, oh, Top Gun's all the rage, right? So we have Joker behind us. We're going to slam this is the first one. I've seen the second one. That's, I'm old. I, we're going to slam in the brakes. We're going to let him fly past us. I think Charlie Sheen did that in Hot Shots as well. So, I th- and it, maybe Star Wars even too. I actually know Star Wars better than I know those other movies, but I mean, I don't have time to dig through the Rolodex right now. So we're going to use the momentum of yesterday's 5.27 million runs were scored. Don't hold me to that. I may be off by one or two, and we're going to fade cores today, right? So I'm going to hold my nose, and we're going to fade cores today because I think everybody is going to be on it. But again, one of the great things about Jock Market is the ownership will be reflected in the price, there will be no guessing games. So, as much as I'm saying fade cores, if any of those at-bats are going off at $4.25 or below, you get all of them. Like, it's that simple. I mean, it really is that simple. And then, depending on your bankroll and how far you're trying to go, that'll have many shares you get. Again, that's why I don't want to tell people, oh, that's $100. You can play for a long time, but we're going to blow it all in the first day. No, we're not. We'll just have a handful of these guys, buy a single share, you know, and maybe, maybe we're looking to spend around... Get you under 20 bucks. Hopefully we have a full week to try and profit and you kind of build on that. That's exactly what I did. Buying single shares of single players. Just really interested in the game. I'm very interested in... I like games. I like the theory. I like the thinking. And I'm preparing to kind of fund this up. Although it's been really fun in real time to play with all of you taking the promo code up over 3K. So you got to download the app. Uh, someone actually is just tweeting at us today. Listen, get at us. Use the promo code MMN. We're going great. I mean, that's just... What it is. Like, by the end of the season, I'm going to be taking my family to Disneyland on jock market profits. And whatever, that's that's pretty cool. So, second pillar of profit. Here we go as if... Oh, as if there wasn't enough info in this show. And as if I could mail it in, probably, if I wanted to, and read you a couple names for wave wire ads. Not how we roll. Again, if player A is going to do... Player B, me, is going to overdo. You see it up here on the screen for the audio-only listeners. I'm going to walk you through it. We're looking at waiver ads today, right? Every dad, really very regimented and part of my process. Being so methodological, I think, is why I've had part of the success that I've had. Being regimented really, really matters in this because there's so much data and so much information and so many moving parts that if you're not constantly on top of it and have a good regimented process, you're going to be caught in blind spots. So we're going to be providing you an ad at each position for 10, 12, and 15 team leagues. Again, if you are an audio-only listener, I'm going to try and get the graphic out on social media, but if I forget, just tag me and we'll put it up. Or if you can get over to YouTube while you're know while you there, screenshotting and grabbing this information, making it easier for you, uh, hit the like button because that stuff really matters. It kills me, you know. I, it's funny. I, I would love to get the 
view to like percentage up because listen, you know, again, I busted my arse putting this thing together. It would really help if uh, the like button, just doesn't things really matter. I hate begging for the stuff. All right, enough of that. Let's do it. Behind the dish, starting off all format viable is William Contreras on the Braves. Next up, Max Stasi is back for the Angels. Another a really good point. I think, again, we're, we are talking fantasy. So I think the pertinent point here for me is I just don't pay for catchers. I understand in two team catcher roto leagues that there is a strong argument for it i do understand that and i would my counter would be these guys are constantly getting replaced and injured the plate appearances are hardly there in the first place which that is the argument for those guys so if you do nail the plate appearances then you can profit however if they don't really produce you could stream and catch guys that come up look william Contreras right now if you drafted like real muto and sal perez you wasted a ton of draft capital. You didn't really get much of a return. And other people added William Contreras, like I did a couple weeks ago on a few teams. He looks awesome. He's viable. He's DH and played the outfield. So William Contreras, Max Stasi back for the Angels. That's what I was getting at. Even a guy like Stasi had to be dropped. I even dropped him in a couple leagues. But now you can add him again, right? And that's... That's the game in fantasy baseball. People are not going to hold on to catcher, so keep that in mind. Last up, 15-team viable. I have one very special overall champion in mind when I do these things. Good friend of mine, Zach. Got to follow up at Roto Doctor right now, although don't hold me to the handle. It changes every other day. But listen, Zach, super sharp guy. And I was talking about trying to make this little segment viable for, you know, players of all kind of ilk. So Sam Huff is my 15-team catcher league. If I'm going who, goes to tell you how tough it is out there. He's got at-bats at first and catcher in Texas. And that's something, of course, we want to look at. I think he played three of the last four games and he's produced. They're looking for some offense. Think about Sam Huff if you're in really deep two-catcher leagues, right? So Contreras everywhere, Stasi, then Huff. Let's go over to first base. It's Jonathan Scope. Hat tip to my boy Paulie Spora and Badline. The scoping. We're in the middle of the scoping, and when scope is hitting, you add him everywhere. Next up, Garrett Cooper playing himself into 12-team relevance, playing every day, hitting the ball really well. Last up, Franchi Cordero. I can't believe I'm saying this. I am the Bobby Dalback president of the fan club. And, oh, gosh, kills me, but Cordero's been really good. He's playing every day. Yesterday, he even led off. So let's not be stubborn. Let's not get take lock. Let's add in the sign wave. We're not marrying Franchi Cordero. We're just going to add him right now if we need CI production in the time being. Over to second base, Luis Arise. Hat tip to my boy, Deadpool hitter, Rob DiPietro. We're talking about Arise as being this kind of player, fantasy viable in 10 and 12 team leagues. I, I didn't really see it, you know, right? I, and I think my argument was pretty obvious. Like, I was a sucker and I stepped on the rake that it was too much average. But the, the bottom line of what Rob is pointing out, other sharp people as well, really great hitters can tend to do great things, right? So he's a, he was a great hitter, and now he's taking the next step. And Luis Arias leading off for the Twins. Next up, Andres Jimenez. I have a couple of black and blues on my big old nose. No, that's not the reason for the scar on my forehead. I got whacked with a cabinet where I had a zit. Like, listen, when you're a parent, man, things just go nuts. But I'm ready to add Andres Jimenez again, playing second four. Cleveland, you know you can get power. You know you can get speed. A little bit of everything. Next up, 15-team leagues, Tucupita Marcano. There you go. How do you know about that name? I'll tell you what, and this goes to show you the depth of the research that goes on. Zach and I were talking about Tucupita in the offseason. I actually have him on draft and whole teams brought up by Pittsburgh, he took Bueller and Urias yard back-to-back days. Circle Marcano in 15-team leagues. He's also playing in the outfield, I believe. He's going to get dual eligibility. I think he's going to be viable 
moving up the list soon. Over to shortstop, let's giddy up. Gio Urshela playing every day for the Twins, looking really good as of late. Josh Rojas should be added in 12-team leagues. I really dig the eligibility. And then last up, Harold Castro, shortstop for Detroit. I know it's not great. None of these 15-team leagues are going to be great, but he's been playing the majority of games, and he's raking, moving up in the lineup. Detroit, not great on offense. I think you got to get with a guy like Castro this week before it's too late. Third base, there's a rise again. He has that eligible, you know, multiple position eligibility really pays the bills next up Patrick Wisdom when he's on the heater you can rock him in 12 teams but be ready to pull the plug when the strikeouts begin and last up my boy John Birdie the average is very low right now but he is back playing every day second and third eligible and he steals bags I think he had two yesterday so I'm really proud of this now and I'm glad that I'm pushing myself to get these 15 team ads so really as deep as your league goes we got something for you Franchi Cadero Tucapito Marcano Harold Castro and John Birdie in the infield those players are available absolutely everywhere and I believe they will continue to produce let's get up into the outfield um, Morell on the Cubs is the hottest ticket ever gotta add him everywhere I believe he's gonna work his way into the 10 team 12 team viability Harris, Michael Harris, I believe it is, on the Braves. The rookie is up and playing. Again, that's sometimes all it takes. Cole Calhoun, if he's still available. I hope he's not because he should be on your team. We've been pumping him from the beginning of this, like two or three weeks in a row. Calhoun's still on the list. He is just fantasy viable. People don't want to buy it, but he is. Next up, Tyrone Taylor, another guy we were really big on. And I think it was to show, for as bad as I, I'm doing, and I'm very clear about this, I'm not doing well in my drafting holds. I'm bad. So like people look, go to search me up. I'm not doing well. Although I have like either first, seconds, and thirds, or like 13, 14s, 15s. But the 13, 14s, and 15s have a lot of guys like this. Tyrone Taylor on tons of teams. Tara, Trevor Lornick also on this list. Riley Green also on this list. Kyle Isbell also on this list. I'm very much into talent. Combinations of power, speed, prospect pedigree. We're getting all of that. These guys are now finally getting a chance. Taylor Lornick in particular going to be added in all formats. Green, I think, as well. He's on his way back. His rehab assignment has begun. They're expecting him this week. The second he gets called up, he's going to be a hot ticket. He'll be owned everywhere. So now is your chance. Then Cal Mitchell on the Pirates. And I mentioned Kyle Ilsbell, of course. You always just want to be looking for playing time on bad teams. Let's do the pitchers really quick. There's really not much here. And it's just what it is. Just make sure these players are all owned. And this is funny. It goes to show you how tough pitching is at there's not much of a disparity in like 12 and 15 leagues the same pitchers are available because everybody's hoarding pitching and people are rotating bats that's an industry-wide thing going on so it's Brady Singer who we were on Aaron Ashby with Milwaukee getting a shot because Peralta is down Edward Cabrera for the Marlins look excellent in Colorado he's gonna be the hot ticket Jeffrey Springs who did, he was good, but the Rays just are not hitting right now. So he might still be under the radar. Springs is also a sparp in head-to-head. -head. I'm telling you, I played this stuff, and I tried to add Springs. I got nipped by somebody in my league. But if you can get sparps in like a CPS format, I prefer guys that start than actually rolling out relievers. I don't want to pay for them. They're wonky. I'm not into that. Nick Pavetta has been really good. Got to add him in all formats. JT Brubaker is not in added yet in all formats. I should he's not rostered. Yet in all formats, but he's lighting up both sides of the statistical advanced leaderboard, that time-sorted stuff we're doing on Tuesday and Wednesday. So if you're new to the show here, welcome aboard. You know, again, really trying to bring it all. Monday is the 
kind of look ahead. We're doing lineups with starting pitching matchups and platoons. Tuesday and Wednesday is the advanced statistical leaderboard. Like I said, Thursday is here. The ads on Friday, we're going to do the weekend look ahead and platoons plus some more ads if anyone pops up for the deeper leagues. Let's get back up to the list. My boy Glenn Otto, my draft and hold champ who was getting smoked out. We knew there was potential. He's looked really good. If you're in a deeper league and you're in trouble pitching, add Glenn Otto. Next up is how darn it's G. Garrett Ashcraft for the Cincinnati Reds. I know it's tough to pitch in Cincinnati in particular, but we were on Connor Overton. Cincinnati's developing some good pitchers. So, again, you know, the jersey bias, the environment's really bad. They started terrible. Don't be wed. Who cares what they were doing in the first month? I don't care about the April record for the Cincinnati Reds. It means absolutely nothing to me. Different pitchers, bunch of different hitters. Votto is back. Drury is there. Castillo looks good. Like, seriously, just don't worry about this stuff. The Reds are good? No, the Reds are not good. The Reds kind of stink. But we want we want those kind of stinky underdogs that can hit in spurts. Hopefully we time it. They pitch well. So again, Ashcraft's going to be good. Brian Bello is probably the ad that might be actionable for my deeper team guys out there, deeper format guys. Bello, Boston, Red Sox, superstar prospect flying through the minor leagues and just got his promotion and then dominated. So the Red Sox looking for a spark. Again, I don't think... I'm a Yankee guy, like blue, true blue Yankee guy. The Red Sox are not nearly as bad. Maybe he's at record state. The hitting is turned around. I think the pitching is almost there. I just didn't understand it to start. They're like, we're going to throw with Garrett Richards and I don't know whoever these bums are when they're sitting on Tanner Houck and, you know, Garrett Whitlock. Like guys that are legitimately MLB viable that are legitimately good. So I think Boston is going to be on a turnaround. Bellow should be part of that in the second half. Add him now while he can. And there's only one reliever on the board. Saves are extremely, extremely tough. It's Tony Santion, I think it is. I was listening to the broadcast yesterday. Again, for those Reds, you're going to be looking for value on bad teams hold on just a second everybody flip over to the betting all right that is victory music that's my little trumpet right there we finally hit one of the daily parlays and you could feel it happening i mean the last like week or so we were hitting two out of three or three out of four every single day and the one we were missing was it kind of coming up just short, which again, is story parlays. We're not making excuses. It's not what we're here for. But part of betting is you got to feel it, right? We The process is good. The risk was good. And we're right on them, right? You're, we're circling, circling the target. I was not totally happy with the selection process to start. Wasn't fully running my model because it's like freaking 5 o'clock in the morning. You know what I'm saying? So it's hard for me to do all this work. Now I'm doing all of it. I start a little bit at night. Get up a little bit earlier, finish it all. So now I'm fully confident in all these picks. Let's get into today's. <clears throat> Again, for the new listeners, welcome aboard. The parlay is one-tenth of a unit parlay. Usually we try and get up over plus 500 to pay for the week. This week is paid for. Let's get back and start paying for the last two weeks when we got gypped out. You know, and we had the Ugats going on. That Ofer gopher, that rascally little vermin. But if you want the sharp players, I've seen the DMs in... On Twitter, all these plays are standalone viable. Baltimore, full game money line plus 100. San Diego, full game money line plus 100. St. Louis and Chicago over 8. I saw minus 115, but if you're shopping, you can definitely get that one at the standard. Minus 110. Pack them together for plus 600. So let's get into it really quick. i got a minute or so before we go. Again, it's... Well, I mentioned before, it's some bad team bias. People see the Baltimore Orioles think they can't win. Jordan Lyles is particularly good at home, and Flexen has been terrible. We highlighted the Baltimore 
offense looking really good as of late. I just think Baltimore really has the edge right now. That offense, like top five in hard hit rate, really looking good as well. Plus 9% barrel last seven days. They're scoring runs. I just I think the public is really kind of shortchanged Baltimore chronically. Again, the St. Louis offense has picked up, but they really have they are it's the discipline basket is really rough. They swing and miss way too much. They chase way too much. And that is really, I think, how you succeed in these very small samples, the things in hitter's control. I, don't, I can't tell you what's going to happen after the ball gets struck. But give me, the, give me the team that's looking really good right now that is a bit more patient. Baltimore just looking a little better than Seattle. Give me them for the outright win at plus 100 over the San Diego in that perfect weather where I believe we have the distinct pitching edge. I'm always on Sean Manaya if you haven't noticed. He's just been excellent so far this year. The 402 ERA, a little misleading. I'm more into the 111 whip, 355 Sierra, 18% K minus walk, 13.5% swinging strike rate, 82% in zone contact. So he can beat you in, beat you out. He's just been punished a few times on fly balls. I think that that really hasn't stuck all season, so it's a bit of an environment thing. I know. Milwaukee is a good hitting environment, but he's going up against Adrian Hauser, who I am just not feeling. The way that he pitches, he cannot afford this 10% walk rate, 8% swinging strike rate, the line drive rate off the page, and we've highlighted how line drives really matter this year. Hang time is what's killing it. So if hitters are lifting Manaya and line driving, if that's a verb, Manaya. Give me Manaya, and in particular, Hauser struggling against lefties. I think he's going to get beat up today. Give me San Diego plus 100. And then lastly, it's the Redbirds and the Cubbies over eight. Sorry, i got to wrap this one up really quick. Libertor versus Keegan Thompson. I do kind of like what Thompson is up to, but the St. Louis offense is really, really awesome. We're talking about... Just such limited career samples. Libertor, we've seen the ugly side. We also know both of these teams have a habit of blowing up. So I think that's what we're looking for here. If this one does go up to 8.5, I'd probably be off the over because that's where I really have this one at a, f- um, a push, a tie um, at the very least. So that'll do it, everybody. From Cork Stats and the Mayo Media, please rate, review, and subscribe to the audio pod. Hit like and subscribe to the YouTube channel. Download the Jock Market app using the code MMN. And then, yo, jump up in the Jock Market. I'll see you later on. Remember, a 640-640 IPO. We're looking for Red, Senzel, Farmer, Almora, Mancini, and Hayes on Baltimore. And we're going to be fading cores to our own, you know, risk. But if the prices are there, Don't be shocked if there was a couple of green screens there as well tomorrow. So that'll do it, everybody. Remember to, uh, you know, check us out on Twitter. Keep following along the day, starting pitcher ranks, employee team totals. If there's ever anything missing or something you want to see, don't be shy. Hit me up. We're here for you because without you, there's no Quarks. That's crew. All right, everybody. Let's catch you on the flip side. Remember, when you work this hard, it feels a lot less like luck, yo. Peace.